Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, and welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, Cody Spears, and Yannick Eckhart from Germany. The NFL has hit its most exciting portion. Certainly in season, the draft is pretty damn exciting. But when the, you know, the, all the stuff on the field, this is the most exciting part. The playoffs, we have wild card, super wild card weekend, they call it now, with uh, six games on the docket. And we're going to chat about those. That and only that, we're going to make our predictions for each game. The panel of four going to go around and explain who's going to win, by what score, and why. So all NFL super wild card weekend, that's what we're talking about this evening. And with those playoffs right around the corner, the NBA is also in full swing. BetOnline.ag has you covered with all of the last second up to the minute news, odds, scores, and what have you. With the additional odds, lines, and trades and information on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information at any time. Head there today and get in on the action and see all of the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV. Leave BLEAV. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's the wild card weekend and it's the trend zone. We're going to walk through all of our predictions. The the why these teams are going to win. Probably reveal some bold predictions, hot takes. I know I am. I crunched numbers and what I found was pretty remarkable. And well, it'll be wrong, but I'm getting it out there in the stratosphere, damn it. And we're just going to start. We're going to go. We're starting the AFC. Cody, I'm going with you. Buffalo, like down on the mat got up and won the NFC, uh, excuse me, the AFC East. So here they are, and they get probably one of the most desirable matchups of this postseason. They're taking on the Steelers, led by Mason Rudolph, who's played really well, no matter if he's Mason Rudolph. Uh, he's played really well for anybody in the last three weeks. <laughs> Who do you got and why for Steelers-Bills? Uh, yeah, I think Buffalo, I mean, my how the tables turn quick it seems like they're the sky was falling for them not that long ago and now here they are the two seed and they get served up on a silver platter the ailing Steelers starting their QB3 and missing their best player in TJ Watt um I Mason Rudolph has been playing great and is probably the best quarterback on that team and but I still don't think they have a chance against these Bills. The Bills are not just glazing over the fact that they're here. They thought that there's a chance that maybe they wouldn't be here not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, I remember driving back from Cincinnati uh, with Yannick, who's on the show tonight, and we were talking about how they might even not may not even make the postseason. They didn't have any margin for error, and then some good stuff happened to them last Saturday, so that the playoff scenario was: if you win, you win the division; if you lose, uh, you you'll get in, but it'll be on the road. And of course, they they barnstormed. And I think what we've learned about Josh Allen is that this is just the way it is. It's it's Favre and then some. You're gonna have some goofiness, but they're gonna they're gonna make up for it at least more so than most teams. Wes, the Steelers at the Bills. Who, why, and who? What's the score or whatever? Uh, I think Buffalo takes this game. If TJ Watt uh, were playing, I I think. It would be a very interesting game. I, I still believe it will be. Um, I think Pittsburgh goes in and mucks up this game enough to where it's just going to be it's going to be an ugly game. I think that's why they put it in the 10 a.m. 
when or 10 a.m. for me, <laughs> noon window for you. Um, Buffalo's favored by 10. I don't think they cover uh, the over under is 36 and a half. Uh, I'd be surprised if it went over. Um, I just I think it's going to be one of those back and forth turnovers and and punts type of a game um with buffalo emerging victorious are you are you optimistic about buffalo or just pretty much to win this game i i mean they live and by, live and die by the josh allen sword um if he can limit the amount of turnovers he makes this team can you know go all the way but they he he has far too many times in games where he's careless with the ball and he puts the team uh in harm's way uh he did so against the dolphins uh you know just what, four or five days ago so yeah. um ball security is going to be key for him he he can't be giving the ball away in uh, in an op- inopportune times when they should be putting points on the board and you know they just don't because of the turnovers and it oddly seems that as Allen gets older and more mature he gets worse at this it seems like yeah. this you know these goofy like oh son of a gun type turnovers are happening more more prevalent and it's the end of thing that should have been happening in 2019 2020 and now he's turning into the absolute mvp but it's backwards yannick what do you got uh steelers bills um, I'm I'm more with Cody here. Um, Bills coming off five straight wins. Um, Steelers without TJ Ward, obviously. So I, I think the Bills will win this easily. Um, of course, their offense is inconsistent with turnovers all over the place. But at the end of the day, Josh Allen is Josh Allen, and he's going to put up a show and carry his team to victory. One chance I think the Steelers have is they can run the ball. Uh, Buffalo is not good at defending the run, and they are pretty good at defending the pass. So if Najee Harris and Jalen Warren can get hot, maybe there's a chance. But other other than that, I I don't see a a way for Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph to, to beat Josh Allen. So yeah, we are all in agreement here. Um, I believe the Steelers will will win by between ten. Or excuse me, the Bills uh, will win between ten and fourteen. I think eventually, probably this game is when the Mason Rudolph show runs out, like we've seen from probably about eighty percent of backups this year, where it's two games and then they fade. Now in Mason Rudolph's defense, it's about three games. But yeah, uh, I do like the Steelers' defense, and but this is really the Steeler way: it's to finish just good enough to get into the wild card and. And then over the past seven seasons, you lose. They haven't won a playoff game since 2016. So the whole panel picks Bills over Steelers. All right, Cody, one of the most fun matchups because of two potent offenses. I think you could still call the Chiefs a potent offense because Patrick Moans is a signal caller. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be like a top five or top eight cold game in NFL history. We have the Dolphins who somehow drew cold weather at the Chiefs. What do you got? Man, what a bad draw for the Dolphins. And really, maybe the NFL as a whole. Uh, I think this is a matchup in the playoffs that a lot of people were hoping for. And it just so happens to be the worst 
playoff conditions that we've had since the Minnesota Seahawks game. And uh, I actually, I don't have the over under here, whatever it is. I feel like especially between these two teams, it's not going to hit it. And um, 44 and a half. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't <laughs> think they're going to hit that, especially on the Dolphins side. Unfortunately, I think at, at this point in the season with the injuries they've had and the way that they're limping into the playoffs, they just don't really match up well with the Chiefs. Um, I think that especially after a week to rest to get right last week for a lot of the Chiefs players, um, I think they Kansas City probably I think they make the world look foolish and uh, handle this one comfortably. And everybody's like, why were we doubting the Chiefs? Yeah, that sounds like a Mahomesian thing to do. Uh, all right, Wes, the, the Dolphins who for back to back seasons that you've loved, they don't have any edge rushers or at least the guys they're they're bringing into this game are off the couch, so to speak. Um, what do you got for this game? And it's going to be really fun to watch these uh, glitzy Miami Dolphins in the cold. Yeah, we have a, a rematch of um, a game from early November that happened in uh, Yannick's backyard. Um, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, low scoring affair. Turnover uh, Turnovers were kind of prevalent in that one as well um i I think kansas city being at home the blistering cold weather uh, all factors into their favor um i think that this is this screams a isaiah pacheco game for me um so i i can see kansas city keeping out on the ground and Miami not being able to move the ball that that well. It's a big moment for for Tua. Um, he's never ever slapped right in the the top seven, top five quarterback conversation, even though his numbers are there. And eventually, he needs a big moment or several big moments late in games to really establish himself. Yannick, does that happen in this game, or the Chiefs take it? Uh. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, the Dolphins, if they want to win the game, they need explosive plays. They are capable of doing that. I mean, Tyreek Hill, probably the most explosive player in all of football. Devon Ajahn is, is capable of taking the ball 70, 80 yards to the house. Um, but Chiefs' defense is pretty good. They're pretty good at limiting big plays. So I, I, I take the Chiefs here. And I should say, um, I said it about Josh Allen. At the end of the day, he's Josh Allen, whether he turns it over or not. And Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. They they might struggle to move the ball this year, but Dolphins' pass defense is 30th in EPA in the last five games. So might be a, a get-right game for them, uh, especially with uh, Dolphins and their retirement home at Russian Group. So... <laughs> think the Chiefs are going to handle this. Oh, that's excellent. Um, I I really want, I have, first of all, I have this goofy formula that I created and I use. It's pretty good predicting playoff games. And the Chief, the Dolphins actually come out ahead of the Chiefs in this metric that I use from the last since week 12. But I just can't pick the Dolphins because there's no edge rushers. If they had both their edge rushers, I believe in the Dolphins to have their moment where they finally beat a good team, um, but I just can't do it with a limited pass rush. And I really feel we're also 
we're due for a game where all the Chiefs wide receivers actually catch the ball or MVS has a touchdown of 60 yards, and you're like, oh, shit, he caught it. I feel like we're due for that game, and I don't know if it'll persist throughout the postseason. So as much as the I this close to picking the Dolphins, because I do believe, uh, oh, man, I, I really want to believe that they can do it. I'm not going to do it because of the cold and no edge rushers. So, again, we are unanimous. Uh, I bet you I bet you we have some uh, variance and parity here in the next couple picks. Let's start with a close matchup. I was surprised that the Browns were favored here by a couple points. I don't know if that's shrunk in the past 48 hours, but Cody... Uh, we have the Browns at the Texans. Does C.J. Stroud have a signature moment in the postseason or not quite yet? So I'm going to change it up and take the away team here. Um, I, the Browns already thumped the Texans once this year, and they're they're rolling right now with Joe Flacco. This is another team that rested a bunch in Week 18 and once again is facing a team that's banged up right now. Uh, their leaders are popping over there, CJ Stroud and Nico Collins and Will Anderson and um, uh, the corner that they selected in the first round last year. I can't remember his name. But um, Singley, yes. But all of them are doing really well right now. Still, the Texans are banged up. Um, they're just going to send Nico Collins and a bunch of Jags out there at receiver. And unfortunately for them, they're running into a bus all defense with Cleveland's defense, one of the top defenses in the league and red hot Joe Flacco. I think Flacco wins this one and matches up with his former team in a twilight zone playoff matchup <laughs> down the road, possibly. Uh, I like that one, too. Uh, all right, Wes. So he's got the Browns. He believes in Flacco mania. Do you have Stroud really doing the thing and getting a first playoff win in his rookie year? No, no, this is where the rubber meets the road. Um, this Cleveland team, they they were good enough to have a home playoff game. Um, and the fact that they were able to get a, a mini buy by resting a lot of their players last week, I, I think will only help. Um, they get their safety grant uh, Delpit. Uh, back from IR. Um, I think Houston makes this one interesting um, for as much um, fanfare as the Cleveland defense gets. Uh, I think that this one will be a little bit higher scoring um, just because the Cleveland offense, it's been a, a pretty well-oiled machine since Flacco's stepped under center and um for whatever reason, I every time I've watched a Houston game this year, it seems like they just end up in a shootout. So I, I just, I anticipate something like that will happen here as well. Yannick, it is Flacco versus Stroud. Who do you got? I really struggle to pick this game because uh, Houston they have the explosive offense with Stroud and and Nico Collins, but. The other hand, their defense. In some games, they are really good. In other games, they are awful. They they lost to to the Chats and they lost to Carolina. So, but on the other hand, um, Cleveland's offense is pretty bad. So maybe that's a problem for them. I don't know. Um, the end of the day. I think the Browns have more experience. They have an experienced coach. They have an experienced quarterback. So uh, in close games, I tend to to give a win to 
a more experienced team. And I mean, that's the Browns in this case. So picking them. It's kind of strange that this will be by me and then by NFL media. This is uh, Flacco versus Stroud, but it's the two teams' defenses throughout the season, especially as a late for the Texans that have carried the enterprise, even though Stroud's going to win the rookie of the year. The Texans defense has quietly be, quietly been a top 10 group since week 12. Another thing I'll point out is both of these teams are near the bottom league for penalties. So there might be a lot of penalties while you're watching, but I am going to take the better defense in the Browns that they just think it has better personnel. And so I have the Browns winning this one by about three to six points. Which, uh, again, across the board, I thought somebody would take Houston here. So, yeah, we, we got consensus. But now we move on to the NFC, and this is where I get real strange. You guys are going to think that I'm nuts uh, when we do this game. All right, Cody, the Rams and the Lions, the Stafford Bowl. What do you got? I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Uh, this is an emotional matchup, and I do think McBay can outcoach anyone on any day. But the Lions have truly been building for this moment, and uh, they, they've been getting their Cheerios pissed in lately. And this is this is just a pissed off team, and I think that the Rams are going to walk into the the Lions did. Uh, I find it hard to believe that the Lions will fall flat here. Rams are very experienced in their own right, so I I do bet that they make this a game. But in what I think is going to be a close matchup, I'm going to take the home team in this one in the Lions. Wes, do you have the Rams prevailing, or are we doing more of the consensus? I, I do have the Rams prevailing. Um, I think their experience will will help them uh, tremendously. I, I think that while Detroit has looked good down the stretch, they I think they've shown some weaknesses or some holes to where... Um, like Minnesota, I felt in week 16 had a chance to take that game. Mm-hmm. Week 18 didn't really matter. I think a lot of the players were checked out at that point. Um, although there was uh, a better effort in the second half uh, to bring it and make it a close game. I just, I'm concerned with Detroit's defense heading into the, to the playoffs. I, I think it is a weakness. Um, they have been aided by, uh, their offensive weaponry and firepower, um, which might be depleted. We, we don't know if Laporte is going to be a go or not with, uh, uh, his, his knee. I think it was a hyperextended, mm-hmm. um, which if they don't have him, that takes away, you know, a dynamic part of their offense. So, um, I've got the Rams in this one. All right. <clears throat> Yannick, this is the Stafford Bowl. I can guarantee you when Lions fans were biting their fingernails Sunday afternoon, they were like, damn it, damn it, damn it, during that Lion or during that Rams 49ers game, because the winner of that um was going to face the Lions. And that was the Rams. So it's Stafford Bowl. What do you got? I'm with Bass. I think the Rams are gonna win. Both offenses are pretty explosive. Both defenses are really bad. So, but Aaron Donald, uh, everyone knows what he can do. He'll probably make a play or two to change the game. Um, but it's the same thing as with the Houston game. I trust McVay. I trust Raheem Morris over 
over the Detroit's coaching staff. Um, and quite frankly, Stafford to Cobb and to uh, Nakua, it's totally unstoppable. And then they have Kyron Williams. I think they, they win a high-scoring game. It's kind of goofy that for fantasy football purposes or real-life purposes, before the season we were talking about, the Rams have Stafford and Cup. And then we don't even know who the rest of the guys on the roster are after Aaron Donald, of course. And now they're household names for fantasy players, a lot of them, and they've really turned it around. So here's my bold prediction. Uh, I will, I'll set the table by saying in late August, and I stand by this as my regular prediction. I predicted the Baltimore Ravens over the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. I still, generally speaking, think that will happen. But my bold hot take after I crunch these numbers is that the Los Angeles Rams will beat the Lions. Then next week, just like we know as Vikings fans, the when the Vikings play the Bears, it's always, you know, throw everything out the window. The Rams would take on the 49ers, and I think they're going to beat the 49ers, and then they're going to go into Dallas and win. And yes, my bold take is that the Los Angeles Rams will play the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, we can, we can, we can laugh, uh, but here's the deal. Their offense has played wonderful. They're no longer a joke on offense because they had Cooper Cup came back fully healthy, <clears throat> come quiet at times throughout the season. Puka Nakua is an absolute stud, and Kyron Williams is the top blah, blah, blah running back in the league. And then the defense is about average. The only reservation I have about the Rams special is their special teams. It sucks per DVOA. It ranks at the very bottom of the league at number 32. But other than that, uh, they do everything crisp, crisply. And I think um, almost with certainty, I feel good about them beating the Lions. And I think it's just a, a like you couldn't really. This is the Lions first division title in 30 years. And then their first home game in however long. And then you're playing the quarterback who was your signal color for 12 years. It must be like a twilight zone to, uh, to <laughs> Lions fans. So my bull prediction is the Rams not only win this game, but just tough their way through the NFC and get to the Super Bowl. So yes, uh, I'm I'm crazy. But the numbers suggest that um, behind Baltimore and Buffalo since week 12, the Rams are the third best team in football, at least for offense, the quarterback, special teams, defense, and then penalties. All right. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like I'm I'm going to stand by it. Uh, the only the only way I really got to this point is because I I know. Uh, Wes used to bring up this stat all the time on this show is that uh, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay and the proof is in the pudding there. So I think that has to drift back towards the middle, the wins and losses, because I don't think Kyle Shanahan is leaps and and bounds better. So I think that I think it's like two and eight over the last 10. I think McVay is due to win some. And why not in a postseason game between two hated division foes? All right. uh, What do we got next? I think we're looking at. Dallas and Green Bay, Cody. Uh, I think Dallas ex- Dallas's experience pays off here. They're a menace of a team at home. It's it's night and different whenever they're at home and on the road. Uh, I think they match up well against the Packers' leaky secondary right now. CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott have been on a complete other level. Uh, Dallas's defense is hurting a little bit right now, especially in the secondary. So... Uh, I do think that this game is there for the taking for the Packers. The Cowboys are kind of a victim of their own success. So um, I'm taking the Cowboys here, but I think that the Packers could maybe surprise some people here. Let's hope not. Uh, Wes, what do you got for Packers, Cowboys at Jerry's World? I I have the Cowboys uh, taking this game. Um, The one concerning element is that Dallas can't rush 
um, for all the offseason hoopla that Tony Pollard was going to step in and um, take over uh, in the wake of Zeke's shoes. That didn't happen. Uh, he did eclipse a thousand yards just barely, which not really certain how. Um, if you watch Dallas uh, play the um, uh, proof or uh, some type of juice from the run game is just not existent. Uh, the Packers offense, they have come on recently. Uh, they're getting a lot of uh, their rookie wide receivers, uh, Jaden Reed and Wicks. Um, Aaron Jones, he returned from being injured to um, really put it put it on teams the last few games. Um, it should be an exciting matchup. Um, I don't think Dallas outright dominates it, but I do think that they win. Uh, Dallas looks like they're favored by seven and a half uh, with an over-under of 50 and a half. Um, I think it's a little closer than the seven and a half predicted. I have the Cowboys because of what Cody said. They are at home, and the Packers' defense, even when they've got good in the last, well, let's see, they had a two-game downfall, pitfall, and they got better. Their defense has not been good, and uh, I think this will be the catalyst to finally fire Joe Barry, which is everything Packer fans talk about. Um, And this is the Mike McCarthy Bowl, and I like Mike McCarthy at home as much as I don't like him or what he usually does in deep in the playoffs. I'll take the Cowboys by 10 points. Yannick, you. Uh, I also like the Cowboys in this game. Um, Dak and, and Lamb are just unstoppable, totally putting up huge numbers every game. You can almost bet on 150 yards every single week. Um, but uh, as a Vikings fan, I obviously follow the Packers pretty closely and hope for a downfall. But it hasn't happened. Um, and I looked up so, so when I looked at the Packers, they when they are hot, they are really good. Uh, on offense especially, Jordan Love, he is shown when, when he's on and the game plan fits and receivers getting open, he gets them the ball and they, they put up huge numbers. So I, I checked the stats and in the last five games in EPA, offensive EPA per play, they rank first in the NFL. Couldn't believe it, but... The offense is kind of scary, and especially when the young guys are are having a good day. But at the end of the day, Dallas, they are a better team, both defense and offense. They are clicking. They can be a real threat in the NFC, and I think this is just their first game in this playoff, series, playoff run, and they're going to beat their Jimmy Johnson curse finally. Oh, nice. I'll also mention that the Packers special teams sucks too. The Rams and the Packers are at 31 and 32. So uh, watch for that. If something goofy happens, whether that's a muff punt or a missed field goal, they are not known for special teams. All right. The last game on the docket is Tampa and Philadelphia. Philadelphia has mind-bogglingly just limped into the postseason. They've had like the same record as the Vikings in the last six weeks. So, Cody, they they find themselves and win on the road at Tampa. No, man, you said it yourself. Philly has been on an awfully bad streak lately. They can't get it going on offense or defense. 
they're they're starting to light the torches and pick up the pitchforks. Um, I think the Buccaneers have done a great job embracing the underdog spirit all season long, which is kind of ironic facing up with this Philly team. And I think they match up well with the defending NFC champs right now. Uh, Mike Evans has run a little bit cold lately, but in his steed, Chris Godwin stepped up and they've both shown signs of their past Pro Bowl selves. I'm looking for Baker to get his second playoff win under his belt and possibly send some Philly coaches packing. I think that they could maybe change out both coordinator spots or at least defense for sure. For sure. They got to figure out something on defense. Yeah. And that's the the weirdest damn thing you could ever say, because in the preseason, we salivated over their depth chart. We salivated all of their Georgia Bulldogs draft picks. Everything in the draft that ever happens is the Eagles were going, how did Kyle Roseman get away with it? Boom, the last six yep. games. And that's why defense. they need to fire some dudes. Yeah, and boom, their defense in the last uh, six, seven games ranks 29th in the NFL per EPA per play. So something is, we need like a Tyler Dunn article about what the hell is going on in the Eagles locker room. Wes, what do you got? You got your hand up. I teased it in the offseason <laughs> heading into the season that they had a lot of turnover on that defensive side, and I didn't necessarily know if it would translate. And... Uh, it's definitely shown itself as the season has worn on. They they won a lot of games earlier in the season on accident uh, that they probably shouldn't <laughs> exactly, um, which would have even exposed this even more so. Um, I I came right here on this show and I said they have a lot of turnover on the defensive side of the ball, and mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's going to translate. Um, in terms of this game, I, I I'll, I'll stick with the home team, uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, a fun stat about the uh, Eagles: um, they are the first team to start the season ten and one and not finish with twelve wins or more. Um, oh, God, they were ten and which one, hadn't right. happened in in any previous year yep, on a huge shit streak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The way that they were playing, uh, the way that we just remember? the way that they were playing, yeah. the way we described it, it, sounded like the Vikings from last year without the big fall off, like just uh, the luck meter or you know accidental wins. Yeah, no, it, that's exactly right. And um, the only way I can see Philly winning this game is if uh, Jalen Hurts has a. Uh, big game with his arm yeah he gotta have uh, a legacy game in this one which i mean yeah it's possible Tampa is a, yeah and they're susceptible to the pass they're mm-hmm. they're lights out against the run uh but passing is where you can hurt them and um if they're able to hit Tampa with a few haymakers early it you know it's possible that that tampa offense um isn't able to answer it. And if that happens, then it, it could all slide downhill. But uh, I do have Tampa and a hard-fought close one in this one. Yannick, you, the Buccaneers, or excuse me, the Eagles at the Buccaneers. So um, it, that's really a tough game to pick. Uh, Eagles have been absolutely terrible in the second half of the season, and Bucks have been fine so- in theory, they they should just easily beat the beat the Eagles, but I 
I just can't trust Baker Mayfield and, and the roster against against the Eagles and their talent. So I'm I'm picking the Eagles, although I probably shouldn't, but still do it. Yeah, I based on roster talent um and the playmaking with uh AJ Brown and DeAndre Swift, I want to pick the Eagles, but I, I, I feel like on Monday morning, or I guess in this case Tuesday, I, I would be like, you know what? Why did I pick them? They look so shitty the last month. And so I'm picking the Bucs. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield has an eternal chip on his shoulder. And yeah, I watched the Bucs beat the Vikings in week one. So I know that they can beat this downtrodden Eagles team. So yeah, I'm taking the Bucs because they've played better recently. And the Eagles defense isn't just bad by their depth chart standard. It's horrific. It ranks 29th in EPA per play since week 12. All right, uh, we got a couple minutes left. If you gun to your head right now, what's the Super Bowl matchup, Cody? If you had to predict it, we'll revise it next week. If, oh, if needed. Um, I've got to go 49ers-Ravens. I mean, they're hanging fruit, but I think we have a, uh, just another Super Bowl rematch. NFL loves that stuff. Yeah, that was the, the Blackout Bowl. In mm-hmm. 2012, or I guess 2013 in January was the game. Wes, if you had to predict a Super Bowl matchup before Super Wildcard Weekend, what do you say? Uh, before I get to that, I will say um, if there's some way that the Niners match up with um, the Rams this next round or uh, the Ravens match up with the Browns this next round. It's it's possible that either of those teams, uh, with as hot a, as they've been recently, uh, I could see them unseating both of those teams um, as they've essentially taken uh, – they'll have two weeks off between games, which uh, can kind of be a, a death knell uh, for some teams. Uh, I know it just – Thinking back in recent memory, um, teams that have taken off that large amount of time, they tend to come out a little bit flat. And um, both of these teams, I think, have the talent and um, are heading and trending in the right direction that they could um, go into their house and steamroll them. Uh, With that said... Um, I will go with, um, I'll go with the 49ers versus the Browns. That'll be, that'll be my bold prediction. Oh yeah. That that's, that's almost as bold as mine. It's, it's pretty damn close. And my crazy ass says Ravens over Rams in the Super Bowl. That's how confident I am. The Rams are going to win at least get to the NFC championship. Yannick, what is your Super Bowl matchup prediction with a caveat? We can revise these if, if one team gets <laughs> dropped this weekend. So the obvious prediction is every time uh, teams in the first round buy, um, but I'm not going to do that. It would be a little boring here. So I'm going to pick gonna pick Buffalo to run the table in the AFC. They are hot. They won five straight. And they are going to face the 49ers. So we'll have, when I first started watching football, this was 1989 and 1990. This was the dream matchup that everybody always wanted. The Bills and the 49ers. It never happened in the Super Bowl, but it was the dynastic Niners against 
Bills, who people thought were going to be dynastic, but turned out to be kind of the opposite. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen, we'll be back next week. I think Jason Bowen will return with us, and we will preview the divisional round, which is my favorite weekend of football because it's really the best of the best, and it's two games each day. All right, guys, talk to you in a week. All right. Later. Uh, later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.